1: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. i Jr. You're listening to the All Angels
0: Podcast. Yo, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm joined as always with dan garcia and we're back for another uh week here we got some actual news to talk about but we uh are gonna start with our review of the american league west uh if you guys listened to the podcast before this dan interviewed a beat writer for the oakland athletics for mlb.com
2: martin gallegos,
0: martin gallegos. so we're gonna react to the interview talk about the oakland athletics and their upcoming you know, twenty twenty season and kind of what yeah. to
2: look for and our our thoughts about it and, Ag- and everything. Exactly. So uh, before
0: we do that, uh, let's get into a word from our sponsor.
2: Here. And of course, if you've been paying attention or been listening to our podcast for the past, wow, it's going to be like a year coming up, I believe, because I think we got um, with my bookie at the beginning of last season. So wow, mm-hmm. we're almost around the whole year.
0: Uh, opening day, almost yeah, was around. exactly. Yeah.
2: So um, again, my bookie. Uh, Super Bowl's over but that doesn't mean there's nothing else to if you want to get a couple uh, some action on NBA is starting to heat up now that the trade deadline Has passed and now that uh, the playoffs are right around the corner you got NCAA you got a ton of stuff so definitely check out my bookie they'll double your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars all you have to do is use promo code chair again that's promo code chair um, that's mybookie.ag um, been with the podcast for a very long time loyal sponsor so definitely if you're looking to get into a little bit of action that's definitely the place to do it again they will double your initial deposit up to a thousand dollars all you have to do is use promo code chair um, when you when you uh, deposit your money again that's mybookie.ag
0: perfect so let's get into it let's get into our review uh kind of get our let's get our thoughts about the interview with uh, martin gallegos talking about the oakland athletics another solid team in the american league west obviously you have uh astros who i believe are still the front runners in that division in our division but oakland last year i mean won a lot of games and uh they're the one of those teams where in my opinion i feel like they can win a lot of games again but then i can see them not overachieving and maybe not winning as many games this year like that many so um let's get into it what do you want to talk about first
2: yeah i mean the interesting with the, the interesting thing with the a's is like the fact that you kind of mentioned they've had 97 wins in back-to-back years mm-hmm. um and you kind of you know ask yourself how first of all i think a lot of it has to do with that infield i mean you got the matt Olson, matt chapman at the corners uh marcus Simeon. again like if you listen to the, to the interview third place in the the All-Star voting, which was really a surprise, and kind of like what uh, Martin Gallego said, you know, he's just one of those guys that's been working, 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 and they always kind of knew he could be something like that, or or close to it, and now he just seemed to put it together. Um, My thing is, though, and he kind of talked about it a little bit when we were uh, doing the interview, is that their pitchers were a little bit banged up and just a little bit young. Um, Obviously, you have kind of the the mainstays that are up there. But then you get the younger guys like uh, AJ Puck and uh, Jesus Lazardo, both really young guys, one's 22, one's 24. But between the, the two of them, they've only played 16 total games. Mm. So obviously these guys are, are you know, um, big names and, and kind of prospects where the A's are depending them to be, you know, good pitchers coming out of the gate. But again, kind of being young and not, Sure, what you're going to get. I think that's the kind of their biggest question is not so much what their front guys are going to do, um, but more so maybe those young guys being brought up. And then, um, obviously, being young, do, are they on the pitch limit? Are they on, you know, are they going to watch their innings? So if they're in it, maybe with the Astros at the end of the year, are they going to be able to stretch these guys out to, you know, 180? 185 uh, innings. I think that's something that's real interesting to watch uh, going forward with the Oakland A's this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at their their pitching staff on the on their on their. I don't know if this is their complete 40 man roster. I mean, there could be changes. I, who knows? But you look at the names on there, and nothing jumps out at you. They're right. like almost like a ragtag bunch of guys. No, but it is, it, They it, it, get the job done, and that's kind of what I said in, in, yeah.
2: in the in the interview. It was just like, you know, there's not really any kind of splashing mm-hmm. names. Like so fires is like. Right. The
0: name that stands out to you and, yeah, and nothing that, to write home about. And not just
2: because of the whole uh, Astro <laughs> right. thing more, right. more than anything. Right. But, you know, I, I, I do feel like it, it starts and stops with that lineup. That lineup is really, really good. Especially, it it like is. I said, with, with Chapman, Chapman and, and Olsen. Olsen at the, at the corners. Simeon. Yeah, Simeon. You know, second base is going to be kind of a question mark for them, but – they just seem to be able to play really well in the stadium that they're in. Like the pitchers put the ball and play it when we, and when you're at a stadium like that, where there's five uh, foul territory for days there, um, any kind of small pop-up is always going to be, you know, uh, a playable ball to get those, uh, pitchers out of the inning or out of that, you know, maybe they're down three Oh, and then they get a guy to pop up. Okay, <coughs> cool. Instead of trying to battle they're, they're done, you know? So I think that's a lot to do with it, but, um, you know, the A's are just going to be really interesting to see uh, this year and, and if they can compete with the Astros for that division and everything like that. Um, so I, I just feel like that's that's a really good team to watch out for and a really good team. I mean, kind of like we were saying in the, pod, in the interview, they have a lot of good young players, and, you know, and the, maybe the bullpen's a little bit of a question mark. But, you know, they have a lot of question marks, but it seems like they have other – you know the bullpen's a question mark but like the closer and eighth inning guy are, are legit it's just like kind of the other guys and same thing with their rotation you know maybe like their four or five guys are, are kind of question marks but you know their one two three are really really solid and really really legit and then if those young guys like I said the uh Jesus Lazardo and, and AJ Puck can be what everyone thinks they can be that's going to be a really good rotation
0: and their their outfield is nothing to write is nothing to not forget about I mean they got Chris Davis, who obviously is like their power he guy, Angel crush. Killer, yeah, he for crushes one.
2: everything. Yep. Um,
0: Ramon Laureano in center field can go and track down anything. He has a cannon of an arm, Gosh. so you yep. hit anything over in center field, he'll go and get it. Then they, they added a guy like Tony Kemp, who's a quick, quick. Right, and he's probably gonna guy a, gonna guy going to be a guy that's going to yeah. Well, you even know? too,
2: he can split time at the at second base. Right, also, so that's
0: you got nothing. you got Scotty out there that, who who can you know um, even a guy like Mark Canna who who right. you know is a power guy. So that, that lineup all the way up and down is a formidable lineup. Right, yeah. And, and one thing that, that uh, Martina talked about, and you asked him the question like, you know, how do they continue to stay uh, relevant and win games, you know, with kind of like not making splashes in, in, in the offseason or in trade deadlines, they kind of – and he, uh, Martine said that they kind of take – their chances with guys something that angels have tried to Been do but to couldn't do, pay, pay off right. yeah it, you know it if, just if, happens roll the if, dice If
2: last year works out better and i'm not saying like if they're all of a sudden like Cahill and harvey are all of a sudden aces but if they work out better to where their kind of numbers are respectable then you know that's kind of what the a's do like they, they take chances they see something in guys that they like and maybe because of the uh, uh stadium they play in or because maybe it's just like a, they need a change of scenery they roll the dice and a lot of times their scouts are really good at this, and they're able to pick out guys that, hey, this guy will work well here. This guy might need a little twerk here and there. But, you know, they do kind of the same thing the Angels are trying to do now, but except they, obviously they've had better luck at it. And
0: they've been doing it longer. I mean, you right. think about yeah. the Oakland Athletics. You think about them taking chances on guys who were kind of misfits somewhere else right. or didn't pan out somewhere else. And they have a history of it. So they're, they're a little ahead of us in the game when it comes to maybe analytics and scouting and stuff like that. But – um it's good to see a team like the Azo, even though they're in our division, get can compete. That you don't have to go out and spend that kind of money to 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 at least stay competitive and be in the mix uh, every every season. Uh, hopefully for the Angels, it pays off. It hasn't paid off in the last few years, but Oakland's doing something right, man. And like you look at their rotation right now, you got Manea, who's a a young guy right. who almost hasn't really uh, found his footing yet, but you know what he can probably. What right. You he might definitely see what he's what he's
2: capable mm-hmm. of and i yeah. think that's the biggest thing Because
0: miro Petit is a guy who can either out come out of the bullpen or he can start for you if you need him to you know those are the kind of guys that you need in your staff uh at, you know especially late in october where it gets down to nitty gritty you have arms in there that can come out and, and get stuff done um man i'm looking at their the age you know it has their dates of birth there's a lot of young guys there's a lot officer. of young well
2: see then that's the thing they do yeah. really well too is that they don't necessarily trade prospects, you right. know, and everyone wants to – and kind of turn this to the Angels. Everyone wants the Angels to start trading prospects to get these guys, which, you know, if the the deal's right, that's fine, but you just can't go out and start trading your young prospects because kind of like the A's do, like uh, Olsen and Chapman are homegrown, you know, uh, uh, like AJ Puck, and like a lot of their pitchers are homegrown, and yeah, there might be some hard times before it, but now they're kind of benefiting it, and then when – in Oakland style, when they get to that part where they need to make a new deal, they don't overspend for guys. They kind of say, okay, this is what we value you at. And then if it don't match, then, okay, we'll trade you and we'll restock our farm system and wait for these guys to kind of develop again. And I think that really helps out a team like Oakland where the payroll, you know, they said in the, we said in the interview that it is kind of creeping up. It's not necessarily at the bottom anymore, but it is kind of the lower half. So, um, but it does help when they're able to restock the farm system with guys because they're not willing to overpay for free agents when they come up and, and able to make trades that might not be popular at the time with fans, but overall helps the baseball side of everything.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, you at some point, and I'm not saying that, you know, Oakland never does it. At some point, you do have to spend some money on some guys, and that's that's what you see with with the with their you know salary creeping up. You, know, you got to pay a guy eventually. You want well, uh, well, well, to keep Chris Davis. Well, I think
2: I I think part of it though also is um, when it comes to the trade deadline, and you saw it for Lester, and like when they actually feel like they're going to make an actual push towards it, then yeah. But they're, they're not foolish with it, and I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I I think honestly. You know the A's do it a really good job of not overreacting to anything, and I think that's a big, big um, thing that helps them. You know, year in and year out. And like I said, ninety uh, was it ninety-seven uh, wins been back-to-back years. And and unfortunately, because the Astros are in the division, they have had to go into the wild card, and where most divisions that gets you the uh, division title, and you're you're in the best of five series, and you can have better chance with your depth than just a one time shootout kind of good luck kind of game
0: yeah um oakland again is going to be one of those i think they're the second best team in the division um i mean they 97 game 97 wins back-to-back seasons that like you said man they're in the same division as as the astros and that that just sucked for them because astros aren't in this division you know you're looking at you're looking at oakland with 97 wins winning the west you know and and it I think, uh, Martin said that he felt that 95 wins was going to do it to yeah, win the Yeah, somewhere wins.
2: around there, you know, again, if you go back and listen and listen to it, but every person I've had on, I've just not necessarily asked, um, who's going to win the wild card, who's going to win the division, but just more of like, okay, what's uh, it going to take? What's it going to take, you know, is it going to take a hundred wins again to win the division or can Oakland have another 97 win team and, and, and take it. So, um, very interesting to hear and very interesting to see other people's point of views and then also too I like the fact we ask them about the Angels and what kind of like their outside view of everything and and, and unsurprisingly it's always kind of been that lineup looks really scary but you know the pitching is the pitching going to hold up is the pitching going to do what it needs to do to win a lot of those uh, games whether it's you know a 7 to 5 game or whatever but um, it seems like everyone's pretty scared of that lineup which is as an Angel fan it's pretty cool to hear
0: yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, what should Nah? Let's let's wait off on that. I was going to ask you what you thought your uh, realistic uh, number for the Angels is this year. Oh, then we'll do that during and, our preview. Yeah, our we'll preview spe- we'll, we'll,
2: spectacular before the year. We'll yeah, hold exactly. off on that. Yeah. We'll hold
0: off on that just because I, I feel like we need to talk about every West team before we get yeah. into into any of that. So um, Oakland's a formidable team, guys. Like are nothing to, to to forget about. Um, They've always seemed to like really battle it with us, you know. Unfortunately, the Angels haven't really been right a contenders. Uh, and pre in the last what three four years, uh, but I think if anything, if you're looking at the Angels roster and what it could be, and the runs that they can put up, it's going to keep us in games, and it should make for some interesting games against Oakland this year. I feel like we're not such underdogs this year, right? Um, when it comes to scoring runs,
2: yeah, I think you know offensively, if you're down two or three runs, like, say, in the eighth inning, you're never going to feel out of it um with the Angels uh lineup and, and the guys they have in there. So that's always good. But, you know, I, I think the A's have really, really high ceiling. You know, I think the Angels ceiling is it's kind of capped a little bit. I, and I, but I think the A's have a really high ceiling, especially if those young guys perform. And Marcus Simeon has another really good year. Like, I don't know if he's going to have the MVP type of year he had last year because, like, literally every category you look at, I don't care if it's like a – advanced metric or like a a traditional counting stat. Like he had career highs in all of them. Yeah. You know, so you, you kind of have a feeling there's going to be at least somewhat a regression and you kind of have to see how that plays out, um, with the record. But, you know, um, they have question marks too. Like uh, any team's not perfect, but you know, if, if everything's playing well, they do have a really high ceiling.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, they're, they're the second best team in this division. And, uh, with with Houston still being the front runner, cheating scandal or not. Uh, right, it's a good yeah. team. Uh with a very good top of the rotation over there. But we'll get to we'll get to Houston when we get to him. But right now Oakland, to me, second best team in this division.
2: Um, right, exactly.
0: No questions about Oakland coming up. I'm no, I haven't sure. noticed.
2: We're on Instagram live again, <laughs> Halo underscore Haven. There's a a big news going on, obviously if you haven't heard I and mean, we'll get to that we'll get in to a that. little bit once we get through the commercials and all that stuff, but we wanted to talk about the A's. But I guess another – I guess the last thing to uh, talk about the A's before we move on is, like, the fact that, that Martin was, was really confident that, that Oakland is going to get a new, new mm-hmm. stadium now that, obviously, the Raiders have moved to Vegas and the Oracle Arena. And I don't know what they're going to do with that now that this is the first year where Golden State has moved across the Bay to San Francisco. But it does sound like Oakland's really, really um, hoping and, and, and really wants to keep uh, – um, Oakland in the Bay, seeing that it's the only Oakland team left, everyone else left. So for that fan base, I mean, if you've been to Angel Stadium or even if you've watched the game, you know, uh, uh, the Angels at Oakland, the fan base is really good. Yeah, granted, there's not a lot, but that stadium, I think, is a big factor why people don't go. It's just not a good stadium at all.
0: I've been there, and, uh, you know, you regret going <laughs> the minute you walk in there. Uh, it's a terrible stadium. Uh, it's been around for ever it's it's been it's a, there, like so many different yeah like,
2: you know when the oakland multi-purpose and then they put mm. up the mount davis they call it and mount it, just, davis yeah, it and just wasn't yeah it's just,
0: just it's just a very bad place to watch a game it's just it's not it's not it's not friendly uh but the fan base is rabid the the six seven thousand that go
2: yeah, it's are like, a very loud six, seven it's, it's thousand not, people yeah, to go. They make it sound like there's like thirteen thousand when yeah. they get there. It's, it's pretty. Crazy.
0: It's it's crazy. You know they got they, they got their loyals, and they're loud and they're proud and that's something to that's that's I, nice for. I, and you I know, honestly it's good. think if
2: they get a stadium in place where it's a nice stadium, easy to get to, that they can. I don't see why they couldn't draw more sellouts, especially if the with teams, the team that they have, especially with the teams competing every year. I I, I don't see why not. But yeah, that stadium. Hopefully, as an A.L.S. fan, they stay in Oakland and able to get a new stadium fairly recently because, you know, you you hate to see a a team like that do really well and with 3,000 in the stands on a weekday kind of deal because the stadium is just bad. But, um, yeah, hopefully they're able to get a new stadium. And I'm sure – And it'll give Angels fans a reason to go up there and check it out. Yeah,
0: And I'm sure they will. I mean, the city can focus all their attention on them now that they don't have to worry about, you know – not to Raiders, play the Raiders or, or the Golden State. pleasing Golden State Warriors. Now the only team you have to play uh please is uh the Oakland Athletics. So exactly. you know, hopefully they they direct all their attention on to getting them a nice stadium. I heard it they want a waterfront stadium. Yep. Just kind of like uh the 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 San Francisco Giants up the road there. I could I could see it being a beautiful park, man, and mm-hmm. and like you said, something that Angel fans could probably hit up up to five and, and check out you right
2: know? and it's not that it's, you know it's, it's definitely a short flight you know a, a weekend drive up there you know a week and then you know a day back it's not it's not terrible it's not a terrible thing no. especially for people that make a trip to arizona once a year it's not too much different attack
0: yeah, on a few more hours and but, it's, yeah but, it's, you, but it's, you go it's, and you visit san yeah. francisco too so you know you're, you're good for a weekend yeah yeah but uh let's hope that uh they get stuff done you know, we were in similar situations with Anaheim. The Angels, Angels fan base, we were a little worried about, you know, oh, we're going to Long, Long Beach, going to Irvine, yeah. what's happening? Remember when um, that happened? And it all Everyone works was out. out. Yeah, it all works out, man. At the end, uh, the city wants the teams there. Um, it makes sense to have teams there. Um, so eventually, you do. You know, you sit down, you have real discussions, and you get stuff done. And Oakland now has no excuse to let Oakland, uh, Oakland A's go. Now that you know they don't have to worry about the two other teams, like I mentioned before. So. Right. Um, I think personally you know there's a lot of history there you know I remember as a kid Jose Canseco Martin McGuire Kerry Steinbach Carney Lansford Dave Stewart you know all this Oakland Ace teams from the late 80s early 90s and then even before then you know with the Reggie Jackson Ace teams they were winning championships I, they won like three in a row so a lot of history there for the city of Oakland to just kind of let them go and it, it oh, wouldn't yeah, make definitely. too much sense on my end it wouldn't make too much sense for them to just kind of write them off and say hey you know because then Oakland has nothing no sports what 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 are they you know it just, it just sucks you, you don't want that for any any fan base uh us being rabid fans of the angels i can't even imagine not talking about the angels and not having them just right. close by so oh that'd be terrible man but anyway all right so with that being said i think we're done with our ace talk yeah. um we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back from the other side of the break, we'll talk about the news that's happening. I don't, I don't know. I think something happened. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll talk about it, and we'll get your questions, and we'll try to answer them as best as we can. We'll be right back after this short little break. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it, go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We're the punks, we're the we are we're the we the punks! We're the we the bunch, we are we're a we do punks! This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner on KJ, Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So, two days ago, was it two days ago uh, from, the t- from the time we're recording? Tuesday, right now? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. So we're night. recording on Thursday. Uh, news came out that the Dodgers had traded Mookie Bet. They're traded for Mookie Betts, which in, in- and uh, allowed the Dodgers a little bit of flexibility in the outfield. So that kind of came out of left field for me, literally, or no pun intended. I guess uh, the the Dodgers uh, sent. We're going to Not official yet pending. There's a little thing. There's some things happening. We'll get to it right now. But in a nutshell, uh, Jock Peterson is to become an angel. He's coming well, over I with mean, Ross. It's, it's, not,
2: it's not connected to the, to the best no, thing. It, it's, it's not to, like so a lot of people were confused about it because when the initial report came out that Betts was going to the Dodgers and there was a third team involved at first, they didn't mention who the third was, team was. It
0: was Minnesota. But
2: at the time, there wasn't. They didn't yeah. mention what the third team was. Right. But at the same time. Literally, at the same time, the reports came out that Jock was going to Anaheim. So a lot of people figured that Anaheim was, was that third team because they hadn't announced who that third team was. So what ended up turning out to be is that Minnesota, like you said, was the third was the third team in that trade. And Jock is coming to the Angels, uh, you know, again, reported. Uh, it's getting kind of held up because of what's going on with uh, a the couple, third team. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's there's a handful of things. It, it, this situation isn't a single. There's not a single action why it's getting held up. Um, part of it, I guess, out of the hands of the Angels and Dodgers completely is the arbitration of Jock Peterson is happening, I believe, either was today it or was today. tomorrow. It was today. Um, but then that made the Angels are in a really weird situation. And same thing with the Dodgers where, you know, you go to arbitration to argue your case. Well, who argues the case? Do the Angels argue it and ruin a relationship that hasn't even really happened yet? Or do the Dodgers go and argue the the, the uh, what he should be paid when there's nothing well, the Dodgers aren't going to benefit from it either way, so why right. do they care? I, yeah. So I guess they did. An independent lawyer was going to argue yeah. the, the the case. But that was one of the things that got held up and why it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two prospects that I think they're still trying to work on. They're going to go back to the Dodgers with Luis Ranjifo, and he was the other part of this. But for the most part, you're going to get uh, Jock Peterson, and then you're going to get um, uh, the pitcher uh Stripling, Stripling, Ron Stripling, and and uh, Andy Pajias, uh-huh. um, a prospect from the Dodgers outfield prospect, in return for right now it looks like Luis Ranjifo and two, two prospects. unnamed prospects that are not not sure about um, what or who the two prospects are, but
0: pretty safe to say it's not anywhere top three. W- well,
2: um, Fabian Ardaya of the Athletic had, had reported that it's not anyone of the top like five or six. Yeah, we not either. talking about Marshadell. <laughs> Um, Rodriguez. Well, I don't know if he's in the t- that top tier because you're talking more about like Jackson and. Oh, uh, you're talking. Okay. So, um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but this is getting kind of held up. And again, too, with everything that's going on with the Mookie trade and the pitcher that they're going to get back is now kind of they're going through the medicals and are finding stuff, and they might want some more compensation from it, right? And now they kind of have to figure out, well, if this pitcher isn't what we thought he was because of the medicals, now we're going to have to go back and try to get more out of either Boston or Minnesota to make it work. Um, from,
0: uh, per uh, I believe it was Cam Rosenthal, and I heard on ESPN, uh, on my way back home from getting my haircut like an hour and a half ago. Uh, also, the Dodgers are, are, are just kind of, you know, along with the arbitration hearing with John Peterson as well, they, they still want to hold off on... Even if the arbitration – let's say the arbitration hearing was settled today. I think they're still waiting, too, on the Betts trade because, um, you know, they want to make sure that Betts becomes a dodger before they get rid of Jock Peterson as well. But at this point, and when I heard that on the radio, in my mind, I kind of thought, well, at this point, you are you already pretty much uh, traded the guy. It's been all over the news. That would have some kind of effect on me, I guess. But at some point, it is a business as a player. you got to realize that. But um, as you mentioned before – the guy co- uh, going from uh, Minnesota to Boston. A couple shoulder issues that they want to make sure that it's cleared up. Um, you can't blame them for that either. You know, I mean, whatever. But as far as arbitration for Jock Peterson, uh, Jock uh, filed a $9.5 million. Um, it's what he wants. The Dodgers counter with a $7.5 million deal. So they're in the, now they're in the middle. So now what has to happen is, like you said, someone's got to argue for jock and someone's got to argue for the dodgers and you know when jock pretty much dodgers are like you're out the door kind of it's 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 a weird situation you nail it on the head when you said that's a weird situation because what do the dodgers benefit from from seven, lowering down the money seven or nine million dollars yeah. it doesn't affect them at all yeah so. it's it's that's it's a weird little situation here but Let's talk about uh, John Peterson if he does become an angel. Uh, how do you feel about the trade? What did you think when it happened?
2: No, I mean it's 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 a good trade. It makes the team better. It's not, you know, a slam dunk trade. I guess it's not nah. a uh, a real big game changer trade. It's it's a trade that that, that benefits both teams. Um, you know, honestly, I depending on who those two other guys are, I, it, it's going to really depend on. Uh, you know, as of right now, I think the Angels have the better deal. But, again, depending on who those other two prospects are that haven't been named other than uh, Luis Ranjifo. But, you know, it, it's it's a guy that, again, adds more power to the lineup. Um, definitely a guy that you can see platoon with Goodwin um, in the outfield. And, and people are saying play first base, but if you listen to anyone that watched the Dodgers or, or any of that stuff, when he did play first base, it wasn't good at all. So... <laughs> Again, it depends. Can he develop there? Can he get better out there? Or, or is he going to be kind of a pitch hit because we're down? Okay, we'll, we'll let him put a first base even though if it's not great because we just need an extra bat late, yeah, something like that. But, um, you know, it's a guy that, that like I said, it's going to be strictly a platoon guy. It's not a everyday guy. And I think a lot of people have a misconception of Jock being an everyday guy, and he's really not. He's not at all. If you look at any of his splits – Um, He absolutely crushes right-handed hitters, but as soon as you flip it on him and give him a lefty-on-lefty matchup, he really struggles. I mean, you're talking about differences of um, his on-base plus slugging has a difference of over 280 points. Um, between lefties and righties, so I'm talking. It, it's a big difference. So a guy like Jock is a good power bat to have when the matchup is right, but he's not someone where you can confidently put in there day in and day out, regardless of what the matchup is.
0: I think too, like you look at who we traded. You know, not the prospects, but you talk about Luis Renjifo. Uh Angels are pretty deep as far as it, as far as like uh, even within the, within the next two two years, a year or two. You know, you got some prospects that are coming up. You got like a guy like a Jemai Jones who. I think the Angels are, are eventually going to give a shot to. And that's a guy who's going to be a second baseman. Um, possibly even play a little bit of third or whatever. But you, you, right now you have Fletcher at second. You have a guy in La Stella who's a second baseman uh, by nature. Um, then you had Renhifo. So I think Renhifo was an odd man out already. And the one thing you, you hate to see is have a young guy go who the Angels did value at some point. Um, and he got a sample size last year. He played, He played, but... At a very young age at the major league level. I thought he did well. But that's one of those guys you have to take a gamble on. Are you going to keep him around and build around him eventually? Or do you get rid of him and, and hope that he doesn't backfire and become a superstar? You know, um, you just never know. He has a high ceiling, but he's still very young. You don't know what you have in him. And they went out and they got a guy in Jon Peterson who's going to provide pop in that lineup. And like you said, I agree with you 100%. There's a lot of people online who were just ecstatic about John Peterson. He's going to do this and... I'm super happy about this, and I'm not mad at it. I'm okay with the trade, but I don't see him being a factor. And contract is up is up at the end of this year, so it's a very, very good possibility that he's not coming back to the Angels at the end of this year. Yeah, I don't see how Dal Marsh. He, in yeah, the mix. I don't
2: see how he makes it past the year. it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't... Unless he well, no, completely
0: he, rakes and you, no, because if he completely rakes,
2: no, if he completely rake, then you trade him at the deadline because there's no need to. Ha- I mean, even if he rakes, I don't see how you a keep him and, or and no and b what are you gonna pay him. You got rid of Calhoun because he costs too much,
0: or it depends too, like where they're at as far as um, let's say Goodwin's hurt and he's your last guy when you just keep him and he's doing well, then you're going to keep him. You're not going to trade him Well, for the
2: year. Yeah. But, know, I'm saying, yeah but, but he's the, not coming back. He's not coming back yeah. in 2021. You got, I, I did you got Joe that.
0: Adele is the guy that's here. The, the reason Cole Calhoun never resigns because Joe Adele a year away, you know, and we've been talking about this for like the last year and a half. Joe Adele, Joe Adele, Joe Adele. So um, unless the angels figure to make him a first baseman, which you said is, it's not very good. I just don't see him coming back. So, the trade, I think, evens itself out. It's it's strictly to see how good we can do with him this year and what he can provide us. And if he hits two, if he hits two forty nine with thirty six home runs, send four RBIs again. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm one hundred percent fine. But you know, I just don't see him being in the Angels' future for that long. So, I think I was okay with this trade. It made sense to me as far as like. Another left-handed power bat in the lineup or a left-handed power bat in the lineup. Now that Otani is pitching, you're missing that left-handed bat. Calhoun's gone. Um, so he provides that for you against right-handers, like you said. Against lefties, if you saw any of the playoffs, go Lord Jock Peterson. Can't, like yeah. getting, Jock can't play against God. lefties, yeah. So um, good, good, decent trade for me. I, I wasn't over the moon for it, and I wasn't under well, – Oh Like, like you
2: said, you got something that can definitely – you got two pieces that can definitely help Stripling the team. Stripling too, yeah. For a guy that was going to be struggling to find a spot, and the only reason, and the only reason why he probably would get on the field is because of injury. So, mm. um, with that being said, yeah, you don't know what Raheem is going to be, you know, later on in his career. Just never know. But you know, you can say the same thing about Fletcher. Fletcher and Raheem can have a, the exact same career, and, right. and Raheem will never get on the field because of it. Right. Um, you know, Fletcher right now is already a better, I think, fielder than Renifo. Renifo maybe has, does have a little more pop in his bat, but uh, Fletcher's been able to get on base at a way more consistent rate mm-hmm. than Renifo. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of shows me that they are going to stick with, with Fletcher at that second oh, base. Oh, no, no, no doubt. A, and, and any kind of whispers or whatever being mentioned in a trade talk earlier in the offseason is probably gone now. And the same thing, Oh with, yeah, no, there's, you know, yeah. He, it's obvious that he's going to probably play second base. He's, this year
0: a, he's, out. A, he's a guy at second base here for sure.
2: Um, so what do you think people are talking about this, uh, Peterson, uh, to bat leadoff?
0: I, I, I like Fletcher at the leadoff position. Um, just because of Fletcher's ability to get on base behind a guy like trout, you know, or in front of a guy like trout. Um, I just don't, I know that people keep calling Peterson a, hey, Oh, he's a legit leadoff hitter. He led off for the Dodgers, not all the time, but he led off for the Dodgers, but I see him more. If, if you brought him over here, I think the angels brought him over here to provide power at the bottom of the, or in the middle of the lineup, 36 home runs. I'd rather see him bat somewhere in the middle of the lineup, you know, maybe sixth, seventh, whatever, you know, uh, lead off. I like Fletcher. I like Fletcher at the lead off position. He gets on base. He creates havoc on the base paths. He, I think he's a smart, smart runner. Um, not he's fast, but not, you know, not blazing fast, but he's just a smart guy. And, um, I just like him. I just like Fletcher leading off in front of a guy like Trout.
2: I think the leadoff spot is one of the most overrated things out there. Just well,
0: there's no true leadoff hitters anymore. Well, there, not only there that, isn't. you're only there really w- is when
2: you lead off. You're only guaranteed to lead off one inning,
0: right? At the beginning of the beginning. That's of the lineup. it. Though. Yeah, that's it. I yeah. mean,
2: so you know, uh, he 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 did play uh, leadoff a lot actually. So batting first, he did most of his at bat in his career. Mm. He's batted uh, leadoff, you know, well over, you know. Two, uh, he got 240 games, 248 games of batting in the first spot, and that's by far the most in any other spot in the lineup. And you're talking about, you know, 68 home runs career-wise in that leadoff spot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it because he he, he can right. run. The Dodgers didn't ask him to do it, but if you go back and look at his minor league stats, he ran a lot. So right. I don't know if that's a, a necessarily a hemp deal, or maybe just the Dodgers didn't want him doing it because they wanted to get injured or. Or what? But I, I have no problem with him batting leadoff in front of Trout. You know he's gonna get protection, and who's gonna benefit more from protection? I think is gonna be Jock more so than than mm. Fletcher. Yeah, I think Fletcher's a good enough contact guy where he can kind of make his own stuff happen. So if you right. do put him down, um, well, you even put Fletcher down the ninth spot, and he's gonna get protection by Jock. Yeah,
0: more than more than any leadoff hitter thing. I I just want balance in the lineup. To be honest with you, um, you. You got to find a, a healthy balance of like, you know.
2: Yeah, but you still want your main you know. guys being up more. Well, you often want, you than want non- trout,
0: you want trout. You want batting at least well, second right. or third. Well, no
2: no, sure. no, no. But I'm saying, but if you put Jock at first, you know he's obviously going to get a ton more at bats throughout the season than if you bat him like eighth or seventh. Like, so what's right. what's what's more important? That like the like balance like you talk of or your dudes getting up more often?
0: Well, it, it, we can talk about that all day, but, but it. it like going into the season we can talk about this. During the middle of the season, it's gonna depend on who's doing what. Because well, if yeah. he sucks, then you're not you don't want him at the top of the line. Right.
2: Well then you're gonna have good Then for that. you yeah. yeah, then you move, then you guys, move, around. And move guys around. That, that's
0: what that's where we're getting back to the whole leadoff thing where it is overrated because at that point you're not gonna keep putting a guy batting you're not gonna keep the guy batting first or second in the lineup if they're not doing their job. So then that's right. when you start moving things around. So to me, like I said, once the season starts and you 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 know what you're getting from each guy, now it's about balance. You can put, you if 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 Fletcher's doing a hell of a job getting on base and he's he's doing his job, then you can put him anywhere. Um, I that's why when when uh, Trout was a rookie, his first two seasons he was batting leadoff. The dude was just out of control. You know what I mean? So he was getting a bunch of at bats. Um, so to me, I don't. I really don't. I like Fletcher getting on base to me uh, to start off a game. Um, I, I haven't seen. Be honest with you guys, I haven't seen a lot of Jock Peterson. I think I've seen Jock Peterson play in the playoffs. I don't watch Dodger games anymore, right? I don't have the channel so I don't watch them. So um and I'm not a I'm not a stats guy where I'm on on looking at the stats. So just based off of that, I look at thirty six home runs, seventy four RBIs, to me that's a power guy. So I mean I want him I want him to help, to be up with, with runners on base. So um and like you said though. Lead, lead off is kind of overrated because you only lead off once. Yeah. So
2: I mean, and, and, you know, you know, like I said, yeah, you can lead off once, and then just the way things work out, you can have Trout lead off an inning three times, right, or or or, or twice, or whatever, yeah. you know, or have Fletcher lead off can end up or leading off an inning three P- times. Pujols is leading off the yeah, inning, yeah, exactly. you
0: know, twice in a game. So uh, I guess to me, it just it really doesn't matter as long as long as there's a consistency from. One to nine, and it he could throw anybody up there.
2: And but I think you're definitely going to see a lot more. Like I could definitely see Jock leading off when he's in, and then uh, Fletcher leading off when when Goodwin's in at, at uh, in the outfield. Because like I said, you know you're not going to play Jock against lefties. He he he, he for as good as he does against righties, he he doesn't do anything against lefties. So he's terrible. He's real. Bad. You can definitely see good uh, Fletcher in the leadoff spot then, and Goodwin kind of sit down in the seventh eighth hole, depending on where you want to do with them, and then. You know, Goodwin, you know, there's a lot of questions I have about Goodwin. I know a lot of people like Goodwin, and and the year he had last year was great. got to do it again. Yeah, but, you know, it's always one of those things where it's great when a dude does it for a year, but I'm always interested to see how they do it, you know, two or three years after that. Can you do it again? Yeah. Because in the same spot now, people want to ask, and we've had a couple questions on here about how this affects Joe and and his development, and, and when this first trade first came through, I texted Bollinger from MLB.com and kind of got his idea. And the first thing he said was, "Well, Joe's definitely not breaking camp now." Kind of. Wow. Regard- I mean, we- no, regardless, because why break and then put him where he's yeah. going to be the fourth, fifth outfielder? There's
0: now. no. Well, I mean, he wasn't. I, I mean, well, I'm just saying, fans? no matter.
2: Before people would say, like, well, it depends on how he does in mm-hmm. the in the spring. If he kills it during spring, then yeah." Now I think if he kills it in the spring, I, th- I don't think it matters because you don't make this trade. No. And uh, with with that with the idea of Joe coming in and taking that spot, and now you have Jock and Brian, you know, sitting down. Unless what? one of them gets traded, which I I, I I don't see that I, happening I right doubt away. That.
0: I doubt that. I doubt that because you got to look at what they're. Well, who knows? Who knows? I I don't see that happening. But okay. Oh, Ohtani, Tony! on the mound. Goodwin and Jock are both left-handed hitters. Um, who's in the lineup? Jock or Goodwin?
2: Goodwin. Goodwin has reverse okay. stats. Okay. Goodwin actually hits uh, lefties better than he hits righties. So, for a lot of people, they're saying, like, well, they're going to platoon. They're both lefties. Well, you know, I know a lot of people aren't stats, but if you just, I mean, your simple, basic, everyday stats that you can find in the back of a card, you can see Goodwin splits. He actually hits better against lefties, which is something where I'm sure the Angels saw that and it's like, okay, cool. We can still platoon them. I mean, that, uh, and that's what I'm thinking. That's why they don't feel bad or they don't feel like weird about bringing in another lefty to to split time with a lefty like it's just one of those weird things like yeah normally your opposite hand you know righties versus lefties lefties versus righties do better but you know there are uh, I don't want to say Manny Ramirez but someone I forgot someone like that with a big name was always had reverse stats Okay, always always did better against guys that are the same hand as them I want to
0: say I no I, know, I, I think I, you might be right with Manny. I'm, yeah, I'm not I, sure if that's what it is.
2: But, yeah, so Goodwin, you know, he, he plays – he has a lot – you know, again, it's not like a huge difference, but, you know, he's batting like, let's just say like 243 against lefties or against righties, and then is batting like 249 or 250 against, you know, lefties. So it's not a huge difference, but, I mean, you see drop, a huge drop between Jock and, and – between lefties and righties with goodwin you don't see that at
0: all what's super important where a lot of people are forgetting too is that the addition of jock peterson kind of gives you it gives you depth duh but with upton in left field being iffy still yeah and that's a big part of it too you know um how how 100 is he 100 percent? like even last year when he came back we saw a little like ah it feels like he's not fully there yet um, so that gives you an option. You yeah, I know? think I he, like that.
2: I think his spring talking about Upton is going to be kind of not critical in the fact that oh how's he playing out there? I think critical in the fact where he can get out there, get his at bats, get out of there healthy. Like if he goes one four whatever eighty or however many at bats he gets in yeah. the in the spring training, it's not going to matter at all. Like. Mm. You're there to kind of get work in and more of like like a practice, because that's what they are. They're practice. Get in shape. Get in shape. Get ready. Like, if he gets out of there healthy and able to get to opening day healthy, where he wasn't able to do last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's a bigger deal than whatever his home run total or batting average or on base percentage. That that's gonna be a bigger deal that uh him being healthy than any of those kind of stats you can have going into the um regular season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have uh, questions up here. What do we
2: got? How high of a priority is there to that the Mookie Pet's price trade doesn't go? Oh, what's the possibility? How high is the possibility is there that the Mookie and price trade doesn't go down? I read something on the way here that um, you know, it obviously is not a complete slam dunk right now, mm-hmm. but there is a better shot than not. You know, take that for what it's worth. But you know. It's more likely to happen than not, but it's it's definitely not a slam dunk. It's not
0: a done deal, but yeah. it. I'm pretty sure they'll work it out. I'm pretty sure, and that's the feel I get from you know, guys like Jeff Passan, Fletcher out there who who are legit guys. That yeah. even with the things that are happening, it's pretty high. It's it's pretty good possibility that it's it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I it, you know, it's something like that with a big name where the Dodgers need a huge name like that. They, they need they need that trade to go through because i mean the fans are already excited the dodgers obviously are excited and and you know mookie wants out and and that's something that should definitely happen and i just don't see it dying like maybe that the people change maybe the the surrounding people around it change and, and maybe they get another prospect or whatever but i definitely see it working out in some way one way or another um, Angels getting uh, Stripling and Jock makes it a B plus, uh, borderline A offseason for the Angels. Yeah, and I I mean I was thinking that already. Even if you get um, Rendon, Rendon's a huge part of it. Like Jock and Stripling are nice. Like don't get me wrong, they're they make yeah, the team better, I mean, but they're not world changers. They're not gonna they don't push this team automatically into the playoffs. They may, yeah, they help it. They might add a couple games here and there, but I I still I still you know. It, I think one of the totals they I saw was like an eighty seven kind of win total ish. Like if you ever were questioning that, like yeah, maybe now they're closer to eighty seven, maybe I'm not questioning it as much, but they are not um they are not going to, you know, all of a sudden be the favorite in the division. Yeah. Um, they
0: they don't this this trade doesn't put the Angels over the top.
2: Who do you think plays first on Day's pool holes is the DH? Um I kind of hope Lestella. it's Lestella. If he oh. again, I think that's their main deal because I think if Lastella can play first base, um, that's the way to go. I, I just you know I I don't see why not because you want that you want, the, you, want you want you want that power bat in the lineup. Yeah. But Fletcher, you know, people want to argue about Fletcher and Lestella being you know uh, one being better than the other, and a lot mm. of people are taking Lestella which is fine. I think they got caught up on the power numbers, but I think Fletcher has by far a better glove. Oh, yeah, by no doubt. No by far, um, gets on base more. By far, is more consistent. And I think, honestly, La is the only thing that he has going for him is the fact that he hits the ball out more. But with a lineup like this, I, I don't think that's necessarily a huge priority.
0: Right, right. Um, and, again, like we talked about Goodwin with La he's got to be able to do it again. And uh, there's just hope that... Yeah, they, if, if he per, performs like way he did last year, the angels are going to want to try to fit him in as much as they possibly right. can. So yeah. first base makes the most logical sense
2: for the is David Fletcher. The reason the angels don't make the playoffs. No, Fletcher is not. I know where that's coming from. Um, I don't, I don't get it. I know. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, but no, if, if Fletcher is a second baseman, angels can still make the playoffs. He is not the reason why they wouldn't make it. Um, because I mean, what's your alternative? Lastel won't be the reason why they make it. I, I Fletcher is; it's a good player, and and people want to hate on it. That's fine. He's not the the sexiest player, but not every team needs to be built by with all stars. Like sometimes there are guys that need to be kind of role players, um, utility guys, and, and Fletcher has done nothing but produce when it comes to that kind of stuff. Look, so. I
0: was not the biggest Fletcher fan last year. You guys go back and listen to the podcast. I, I said if, if you got if you got Fletcher's as a one of your frontline guys, and you're not a playoff team, he changed my mind a little bit. Going after after the end of this uh, this season, he every time he was, he was one of the most clutch guys the Angels had in the lineup all year long. Like he would come up through with some clutch hits. Um, he had a solid glove. He played third. He played second. He played short. Um, I, I I like Fletcher. I like Fletcher a lot. So I don't know what what this pertains to. You tell yeah. me later. That's fine. But yeah, I Fletcher
2: think ob- a- obviously it's 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 uh, it's going to be come down to the pitching. Everyone says yeah, that. It, it's. You know, for the guys that I've talked to to preview the other teams, and it's kind of the overall uh, feeling, is, it's going to come down to the pitching. It's not going to come down to who's playing second base. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, if if, Lestel, if 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 Fletcher was your best player, then yeah, obviously you're not making the playoffs, but if, if he's your – eighth seventh eighth best player on the team then you have a shot and for sure and, and that's
0: what he he's not the best player on this team he's not i don't think he'll ever be an all-star kind of guy either yeah. but he's a solid guy that every team needs and every winning team needs a fletcher and the angels got a fletcher they got fletcher yeah. so you know he's not trout or trout's your main guy then you got otani then you got you know you got guys in there who simmons you know uh like you said fletcher is your fifth sixth seventh best guy then Hell yeah. Well, yeah! Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just, yeah, Fletcher. I think again has earned a spot going into yeah. the season. Let us say, second, and, and kind of, um, you know, I, I just, I just don't understand why people are all so down on Fletcher after one year. Like, obviously, you want to see it do it again. If he doesn't have a great year, then yeah, we could be having this whole different conversation next year. But as far as what he put out there when he was given the opportunities, let him, let him start. And same thing with Goodwin. You know, if you give him those at-bats and if he continues the kind of role that he's been doing then great but I'm just not gonna be like he's the guy until you see it a couple of times right but, um, uh, you know a lot of questions we got on here I don't know if we have any emails that you can pull up oh yeah but, uh, that's what I was gonna
0: do go ahead and read one of those if you want first uh,
2: if the trade doesn't pull through will we still pull off will we still trade for stripping? I don't know I mean I don't know if 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 maybe Jock doesn't get part of it and Stripling do- is part of it but doesn't, you know, because part of the reason why they're getting rid of Stripling is also because um, the, the Dodgers will get price. And so I'm guessing if they don't get price also, there's no reason for them to trade another pitcher. So it's kind of like one of those things where they get a pitcher, they get an outfielder, and obviously they're going to trade a pitcher and an outfielder to make room for it. But if the trade doesn't go through, I don't know why they would still go through with it because now they those dudes that they're trying to get rid of, those guys are trying to get rid of, they're valuable now with the Dodgers again because – you know, you're just not going to give up a guy that needs to fill a spot. Right. Right.
0: Uh, all right. So these questions are a little off. I guess they're a little off. They're not really off topic, I guess. Uh, Rob lastings wrote in, Hey, as spring, as we approach spring training, how do you feel about the coaching staff? Can we see a major change in mindset of the team?
2: That's um, an interesting question. I actually talked to someone else, um, with the team recently, just kind of when all this stuff was going on and, and, asked him how they. Uh, I was like, "Oh, when you get out to Tampa or not Tampa, uh, Tempe and all that stuff." And you know, how's how the scene's going to be? And he and he said like, "Oh, it should be funner. It should be more entertaining." And I'm like, "Well, is was that because Brad was was wasn't funny?" He's was like, "Well, it wasn't that Brad was like trying to kill the fun, but he was like he was kind of boring. Like he didn't add anything to hey, it. He's a real monotone right, kind of guy. Right? He didn't add anything to it. He's all like, but it should be funner with." With with Madden, it should be funner. With you know, he'll add to the fun instead right. of like again. Ospice never try to kill her, never try to like you know hey, stop cut it Social out. Social was more that
0: guy, right? Yeah.
2: But he was never going to add to. It. He was always right. okay. Those guys are doing their doing thing. Them, do. Where Madden, I feel, are going to is going to be adding to it. And like, oh well, you know, I mean, he has a reputation of doing like the um, team flights, and everyone dresses like in a theme. Right. Or right. there's even pictures of him bringing like zoo animals, zoo right. experts, right. magicians into the locker room that kind mm-hmm. of lighten the mood. So. Um, as far as like that kind of stuff maybe that lines it up and it makes it a little more relaxed as far as the, like the coaching wise um, Joe Madden is a, an upgrade from Osmus I don't think that's hard oh, yeah to, I don't no. think that's a that's a, a a hot take by any means um, I'm really interested to see what Mickey Calloway can do if he can help these younger pitchers develop and to be again everyone wants to talk about the starting rotation which is fine but it, it, to me it's kind of a wait and see because you don't know if these younger dudes are going to be able to take a step forward and if they do how big is that step if if canny comes out here and shows why he can be a solid number 2 this whole year then the dynamic of the of the rotation changes if um, Jaime Barea can come out here and take a big step forward. That dynamic mm-hmm. changes. And same thing with, like, the Suarez's and, and, and those guys. So, and, Sandoval. So, yeah. if these guys continue to develop with Mickey, then that's going to be a huge thing moving into the future because now instead of rushing to hurry and trying to get one main guy and maybe mortgaging your future, maybe now instead of having a bunch of three fours maybe now or uh, four fives, now maybe you have a bunch of two three guys right. and, and, and and you don't need to feel so pressured to, to give up a, a Joe Adele or, or make or, a stupid trade or make a, make a huge trade yeah. for, for something that you don't need to. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is it's a Mickey Calloway effect and see how these pictures develop. Cause I think that's going to be him, not necessarily a Joe thing.
0: I'm just excited for Joe Madden's. Um, he's got a tendency of being a kind of like, almost like a Phil Jackson Zen type of guy where he has like a, I know when he was a bench coach of the angels, he would always write like a, an inspirational quote and I think that that does a lot it shows you that that he's he's interested in in, in like not just the game part of it but being mentally focused and prepared um, in the Jose Moda interview I asked him about Joe Madden and he talks a little bit about what Joe brings to the team as well. so um, you know I don't know how drastic of a um, change it would be as far as like mindset of a team right. um, you the same a lot of the same guys from last year are on this team. Um, it's just a matter of steering the ship the correct way. And, and what a better guy than Joe Madden to steer the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I,
2: exactly. I mean, again, he kind of upgraded there. And then obviously with, with Mickey Calloway, you're hoping for him to kind of rebound. He had a tough year, a couple years in the Mets. And I'm sure he wants to get back to being managing. And I'm sure the best way for him to do that is, is have a really good showing with some of these young guys and show that he still kind of has it. So yeah. um, really looking forward to that. Uh, can I I have a yeah? For people that are listening to the podcast, I am wearing the new spring training hat. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I'm gonna do a live stream probably tomorrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little live stream to compare this this hats to previous because I have the past like four or five. So, I'll do it then. So definitely check it out. Probably sometime around like six thirty, seven o'clock on Friday night. Um. I would like to trade a Dale but for an ace pitcher, for example, a Strasburg, no a Syndergaard. Well, Strasburg's not going anywhere, Syndergaard's not going anywhere. So, it's always nice to like, but it's just a lot of times you gotta really you
0: gotta look at what's available, and there's just nothing out there right now. Uh,
2: does Chris Rodriguez, or Hayes who's uh, who's
0: Jose Soriano?
2: Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> all those O's come up to help late in the uh, season. I don't think so. Definitely. I, don't, I definitely don't see Chris just because he is working back from an injury this yeah. year. Um, I do see him on a pitch limit, and I do see it maybe topping out at double A. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year, as far as going maybe into the 2020, uh, 2021 season, I could see Chris being kind of like a canning where they shoot him up through the organization. And, and again, if this stays healthy, if he stays healthy through the whole year, no problems at all kind of shooting his way up through the system and then maybe helping out 2021 Right, um, you know uh, injury permitting and as far as Soriano um, you know I don't think so no, again no. I, 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 let me put it this way I I think the ideal situation is no but if the Angels get in the they the, have to if they get into the situation where they were last year where dudes are uh-huh. getting, getting injured and they yeah. just need to bring guys up because I think honestly last year uh, Sandoval probably wasn't planned to be brought For up. For sure, no, no way. Suarez no way. was wasn't planned, and you could probably even say Jaime wasn't even planned to get brought up. No, um, but no. because of the situations surrounding the rotation, they had to. And the same thing I think with Soriano. If if everything plays out the way they wanted it to play out, there's no way he gets brought up.
0: Yeah, I'm piggybacking off what you're saying right now. Um, it's all gonna, it's all gonna, uh. It's going to be up to the the health of this team. But if you look at the depth that the angels have in pitching, picking up a guy like Bundy, picking up a guy like Andrew all these kind of guys, Uh there's no need to bring these guys up. If the depth is there and they're the injuries are minimal, then I don't see Chris, especially Chris, like you said, coming off injury pitch count. uh, And then Jose as well. I just, I just don't see them needing to have to, unless they absolutely need to. And, Let's cross our fingers that they don't have to.
2: Right, exactly. And that's going to be a bad season if they do.
0: Mike Castro wrote in at podcast at gmail.com. With more MLB. I talked about this on the live feed, and we've talked about this on podcasts before. With more ML teams going back to more of a retro uniform change, do you you see the Angels doing anything similar in the future? If so, what changes would you like to see? Mike AZ Halos on Instagram. I think that's who it is. Um, We've talked about this. Uh, plenty of times yeah angels are freaking boring when it comes (laughs) to their uniforms and hats um i just don't see them doing anything i really don't if they do great um i was super ecstatic for this hat because it was a little different right um a little difference makes me super excited when it comes to angels hats and uniforms um their alternate is their main jersey that red Well, that's the thing. And, they
2: got to do that less. I mean, they
0: have to, dude. They have to. The whole it,
2: idea about doing an alternate jersey is that. to be
0: it, Have it be an alternate.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not do it as, as full. As they wear much. it at
0: home and they wear it at, on the road like all the time. So um, I just don't see it. I would like for them to go to the retro on the weekends or on a Saturday or something like that. But they're boring. They're not going to do that.
2: Uh, with the addition of stripling, do the Angels still use? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a – that's not a stripling thing. That's a Otani thing. If pitching, oh yeah. yeah. If Otani's pitching, you're gonna use a six man rotation regardless of who those other guys are. That's not a stripling thing, that's a Otani thing. Who gets to start a second? Fletcher Ostella. we Fletcher. Kind of talked to, we talked about that already. Uh is definitely the guy I think should get it. Um any other emails? Oh, here's a question. Here we go. Oh uh, when should we expect Otani to make his first start this season? That's gonna be really interesting to see how they do this now. Um I'm guessing he means start as far as pitching. But, pitching. Um, the new rule again. If you listen to last week, there's a new rule out where Otani can rehab his arm with a minor league team, go on minor league assignments, and still DH with the Angels. That right. same, you know, a day later. Right. Um, with that being an option, I don't see the Angels really trying to rush him back nearly at all. Mm. So, I if mean, there's
0: any discomfort or he's like, I don't feel 100 percent. Then there's no need to rush it. You know, he can yeah. he can be in the Angels lineup on Monday night and then throw a, a game at Inland Empire Tuesday night, which totally benefits the Angels. Right, and yeah. will bring him in
2: slowly. slowly. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you tell me May, I'll probably <clears throat> be like, "That's actually not a bad you know bad idea." May June somewhere around there. But it, it, again, it's it's um it's just hard to know right now before these guys actually are At uh, Tempe and doing meeting with coaches and all that stuff, and kind of the same thing someone asked on here. Any news on, on Pena? He, he was
0: clear to throw, throw off, he's throwing off a mound. And, you, and if
2: you follow his Instagram, you, yeah. you see that. But again, you know, once you get these guys into Tempe next week and right. they're able to be in front of coaches in front of the medical throw throw bullpans, right? And and, and, work and, your arm, and not only that, but also have press availability to have people go up to the ask medical him. and ask hey, the question, what's the deal? What's right going now, on right now? Right now, the, you know, the press isn't there. Yeah. Like they could throw in, they're in, they're in the, the training room or they're in the locker room, but there's no press there. So there's no one asking that question and, and they're not, angels aren't going to just give it out automatically. So I think again, once spring training starts and they report and, and the reporters get down there and ask those questions, you'll slowly start seeing that stuff come out
0: mm-hmm. for sure. And Pena's a guy who I feel like would be a great long reliever in the bullpen. Um, I don't see the Angels using him as a starter anymore. Um, he was the...
2: Right, he's going to be one of those guys where, who, if necessary... The opener.
0: He was the open. No, he wasn't the opener. He was the second opener. Um, and like you said, yeah, he was, he's one of those if necessary kind of guys. But he's a good guy to have in the bullpen to be, you know, uh, three innings if you need to, you know?
2: Yeah, definitely a, a multi-inning guy if need be when it comes to... Uh, in a tough situation or... Um, you know, especially now with the rule of the three the three batter rule, I think that helps out a lot with with Pena and just maybe just eat innings at the end of it. You know, you're up or you're up or down by a ton. Yeah. And you don't want to use like these one inning guys. You you want to use Pena to, to eat up. You know, three or four innings.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's where we stand with with Mr. Pena. Um, any more questions? We're done here at allangelspodcasts yeah. at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, I think right. that pretty much settles it. Um, you know, we kind of talked about, again, the jock thing. And, you know, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe by the time next week we're here again. Uh, it will be finally be finalized, and we can kind of see the coming and going to make it final. So um, hopefully by then we'll know the full amount of the trade or if the trade even happens. Or who's
0: going, who's coming, yeah, exactly. whatever. Yeah, um, so we're going to continue next week. Uh, our next AOS preview is the Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. So we'll have Dan will do the interview. We'll react to it like we did today on uh, our next podcast together. And then uh, we'll keep going from then on out. We'll, we'll head over to Houston, Seattle, whatever. Um, but uh, follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Halo underscore Haven. All podcast at gmail.com. If you need any questions, you can not get on your social media. You just want to send it to us on the Gmail. You can do that as well. Um, spring training, as you guys know,
2: 5th through the 9th. 5th through the 9th will be out, March 5th through the ninth. We will be out in Tempe.
0: So look out for that. Look out for any posts that we may be putting out, kind of giving you guys an idea of what our plans are. Um, got anything else?
2: No, just also to be on the lookout. We got some interviews dropping um, Saturdays so mm-hmm. this Saturday our first uh, interview is going to be with Brandon Marsh the number two prospect in the Angels organization um, and if you've listened to this before you, I mean, obviously if you've heard us talk to him and we have a really good relationship with him but um, yeah definitely check it out uh, that's coming out Saturday so pretty much for the whole month of February and we kind of mentioned it earlier this is going to be a really busy month for us so yeah, you'll have a team on Monday you'll have us on Thursday and then then some kind of interview on, on a Saturday. Saturday so the first one will be uh, Brandon Marsh this Saturday so sweet give you a day or so to hopefully listen to this and then give you a, the interview.
0: Cool. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, on the All Angels podcast. Be sure to subscribe, listen, uh, download anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, iHeart. Check it out. Rate, subscribe, help us out. I'm Johnny Maggs. I'm Don Garcia. And you listen to another edition of the All Angels podcast.